When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, what's up, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer, Tim Hyde are back on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. Hope everyone is doing well. I was off last week and I'm very happy to be back. Uh, and uh, Tim, this show is therapeutic. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm really excited about this. You know that little intro video that we have about 25 seconds? I removed Sam Hartman. People were I, complaining about it. So I changed sure. Sam Hartman out for Joe Walt. I, I love it. Seriously, I'm watching it. I think it's the first time I've watched it in nine months. And I'm like, Joe, well, there we go. We're upgrading. I like that, Mike. I like the decision. Corporate probably approved that. So uh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it took about six months to get that. No, seriously. Uh, so not that, you know, we didn't want to see Sam Hartman's face. It's just, you know, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll put Joe Alt on there, um, you know, first oh. Well, hopefully, we, yeah. Hopefully, we want to see we want we want to see Riley Leonard's face, and uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens in there. But but anyway, no, that was nice. Nice for all those listening on podcasts. The senior always says you got to see the YouTube, YouTube to get that yeah. two seconds of alt on there. So going back to my therapeutic comment, Tim. Uh, which, by the way, by the way, yeah, I need, I need this as well. Long day, I family. I, mean, I love. I, on here on Wednesdays. I love 20 it. minutes ago. I'm on the phone with someone, you know, very Notre Dame work related, and I'm just I'm worked up, and I just need this escape to just talk football and talk recruiting with my buddy. And Tim, you get me worked up sometimes, but it's it's all good things, you know, it's all good things after the show is over, you know, it's it's laughs and fun, you know, it's it, it it's good. A good discussion. Um, so I need this. This is very, very therapeutic for me right now uh, because your boy's frustrated over here. So I might just let some things loose. Uh, so Singer might just, you know, go off the cuff a little bit. But yeah, Tim, you good? We missed you last week. You, you doing well? Well we, missed, well, we missed you. You know, you took your little uh, little vacation and whatnot. Yeah. So it's all good. We're back. Um, as well, I was just telling you before the, the show, is I'm like, but, you know, I, I go and sit back, make the kids dinner, sit down on the couch for a minute, get on Twitter. I just want to read. The, I've not been on any social media. I just want to see what the day's news is. Oh, God. Tons of Patriot news out here in New England. Just want to see what's going on. And then it's nothing but Notre Dame fans going nuts over Stephen A. Smith. I'm like, really? Really? Is this is this what we do? I mean, are, are we that worried yeah. about what, what a basketball, what a basketball analyst Who's who's talks about nothing but the New York Knicks and the Cowboys all the time is saying so who cares? You want know my take on that whole thing? And there was uh, one of the Barstools guys was talking about. I didn't watch the video, but yeah. there, there's just a tweet oh, yeah. about Notre Dame being relevant. I'm like, 
you're kind of proving the point. No one's making you talk about Notre Dame. Like you're doing that. You're making them more relevant. So it's just funny kind of the irony there um, about people complaining about, oh, Notre Dame. Like, excuse, like what? Like Notre Dame's always in top 10. Like most watched games in a season, Notre Dame's always like top two or has two games in the top 10. Like, no, they haven't won a championship uh, since 88, but not many teams have you know <laughs> i don't know man i think it, i think it's ridiculous but you know well, I, mean, I mean it's a huge fan base people follow them families blah 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 it's like it's history it's like yeah they are relevant because people as you say people watching them people follow them yeah. people care about them people have kids trying to go there it, it matters and all this stuff now it's like I grew up a huge Red Sox fan in Los Angeles. It was just one of those. They hadn't won a World Series in, you know, 80-some-odd years when they finally done it. I was a huge Roger Clemens fan, so don't get at me about PDs and everything. I was a Clemens fan. I remember watching him in the College World Series when he was at Texas. Loved Roger Clemens. So a big Sox fan back in the day, and um, now Notre Dame. Hopefully they don't take 86 years to win a darn title. One of my close friends in Los Angeles, big, big cubby fan and uh same thing took them 100 years to win it so hopefully we don't go that long but uh yeah no, i mean i mean there's so many teams out there that hadn't won anything in ages and they finally do and now everyone thinks it's them Notre, Notre Dame, you know they've been close keep keep cracking keep getting in there get into the tournament for crying out loud yeah. if you're on the border you want to be in you don't want to go to the sun bowl who cares if you get your butt kicked, you want to be in because the more cracks you take at that thing, the more experienced players get at being in the tournament, the better. We could talk about that. Um, yeah, and the whole thing, I guess the last 24 hours, 36 hours since the committee, you know, went to this five, seven, and it was, was there anything new in that? Oh, so I'm okay. like, what? But but that's the thing. It's I know you hate that term, Mike, but it's clickbait, and it's so true for either TVs. What's clickbait? What 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 part is clickbait? Well, just hey, we you know they get to rehash everything that was talked about a whole entire year ago, like just because oh, it became official or something, right? Yeah, I didn't really understand the news. Yeah, exactly. I guess it became official. It went from six automatics to five. Well, of course, there's no more Pac-12, so it has yeah. to go down one. So yeah, and guess what? So everyone's like, well, you know what? You know, and then Notre Dame comes in the topic. You know, Notre, you know, first, you know, well, you know, they can't get a buy since since Lou Holtz left. So I, I like to say from 97 to 23, Notre Dame's only in that position twice. So it's like chill out, national media. Well, 2012 yeah. and 18 are the only times Notre Dame's a five seed. Yeah. So this is the um this is the tweet that I I liked from Pete Sampson of the Athletics Sharp Guy. Um, said if Alabama was number one entering conference championship weekend, it would have to win four straight to win a title. So, and this is about the Notre Dame not being able to get a bye week thing because they get a bye week because they don't play in a title. And Pete said Notre Dame didn't just agree to this; it they designed it. <laughs> like Notre Dame designed like that. This is what they wanted. I think it's totally fair. Um, yeah, if you're Notre Dame and you go undefeated and and you're crushing it in college football, and you're like, man, we are tired of being a number one or two seed and being or, or being the number one or two best team in the country. And then you're playing in the five seed spot. Then at that point, like go join a conference. Like I, I think otherwise, like it's fine. Like I got no issues um, with it. And you know, I think it's really fine. Well, it, exactly. I mean, Notre Dame, 
Yeah, they're not playing in a conference championship game. So that's so they don't have to play a 13th game. So if you're the SEC champion, you have a bye. Notre Dame plays the next week. Guess what? They have the same amount of games as the SEC champ, the Big 12 champ, all that good stuff. Um, it, it, all, it, all, it all equals out. I mean, the end of the day, it's, it's going to be a heck of a tournament because, yeah, Notre Dame's got to win four games, but they got to win four of them, Mike, against top 10 teams, basically. So um start, start you're choking like crazy over there but it's like you know you got good yeah Ooh. you got to build a roster you got to build a roster to withstand these games one at one after another once this tournament oh. ends but lastly it just feels like everyone's going nuts blowing things out of proportion this is only for two years i i, I don't think people realize that as well this is only for 25 and 26 or excuse me 20 uh 24 and 25 2026, Mike Heck, Pete Thamel. That's why oh. I was up when I got on uh, Twitter earlier. Pete Thamel's already reporting. They were talking today about a 14-team tournament where only the really? one in the, the one in the two teams get a buy. The 16 teams was was talked about. So it's only going to be for two years. 2026. Me personally, it's going to 16 because I think the ads are going to be like, as they sit back the next two two years, and they're like, wow, I'm Georgia, and I could play Marshall at home, make millions of dollars selling, uh, you know, appetizers and beers. What, where does it stop, Tim? Where does it stop to where it becomes like a European, uh, like a European football thing, where it's like you have your conference schedule, yeah. and then at the same time, it's like your own conference tournament? Like the like the Premier League, there's also like the Champions League that they have, and then you have a round robin thing to decide the national championship. Like, at what point is it just a total battle royale? You know, where it's like, all right, no regular season, just the whole damn thing's a playoffs. Let's have 120 teams in it. I I, I don't know. Well, well even if they go to six, expanding. Well, if they go to 16, so you're going to go to 16, but still have a conference championships. I think that's going to be the thing. If they go to 16, how do you still have conference champions? Because what does that matter anymore for the Big 12 and whatnot? I think 16 is the max. Number one, it's college football. What are the odds? I mean, yeah, knock on wood, right? I mean, basketball, we've seen it. But seriously, yeah, the number one ever going to lose to a number 16? No. The number one team is going to smash that. Well, you said they would get a buy anyways, right? Or yeah, maybe, no, maybe I'm, not. Saying if they, I'm just saying if they go to 16, let's okay. just say two years from now, and they go to 16, one place 16. And it's Georgia, Alabama. I'm just throwing them out there. They're going to hammer Dude. the third place team out of the ACC. Give me a break. Or Liberty, so, or or yeah. you know, you know, it's it's it could happen. With, it's the same thing with Notre Dame. I mean, obviously Notre Dame. We want Notre Dame to get in there. But if you're a ten and two Notre Dame team and you're the 11-13 seed, what's the odds of you winning the title? Yeah. Slim, slim. Right. It just it just is. So is it going to be a point to where? You just put it on a resume. We're a playoff team. Where at the end of the day is still to win the whole damn thing. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what that happens here in the next few years. All right, Eleven minutes in, and none of that was on this the topics. Well, I guess it. No, I guess it was. We. we I did put playoff format in there. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch base on it in just a minute, folks. Please do hit the thumbs up on this video. Um, if you're watching live with us, please say hello. Um, if you're watching back, drop a comment. Tell us what you think about today's show. Uh, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, go to blueandgold.com or offer for 
New subscribers is using the promo code UND1, which will get you two months of access for just $1. So please check that out at blueandgold.com. If you like this show and you like this discourse between uh, myself and Mr. Hyde, Tim and I go back and forth on the message board sometimes. Tim goes back and forth with Notre Dame fans. I go back and forth with Notre Dame fans. When I say back and forth, I mean just like communication. Sometimes it's it's you know argumentative. And today I've been very much argumentative. I've just I need some rogue shop today, Tim. Just gotta well, bring I've, this I've guy down a little bit. Well, I disappeared for some hours, so I'm gonna have to go back and read the Mike Singer uh, go getting after it. I'm looking forward to some of that then. Yeah, I woke up feeling optimistic, and by the end of the day, I wasn't. I mean, I woke up, and, and just what I'm hearing about this 2025 recruiting class, because I, I posted about this on the board. I was like, yeah. is it just me, or is anyone else like super optimistic? Like, I think this might be Notre Dame's best class since 2020, the first class I covered at Blue and Gold. And everyone's kind of like, eh, I'm like, oh, calm down, whatever. I'm just like, maybe I should have made it more clear. Like, what the class is now, I think is impressive. Your blue chip ratio is a little low, Tim, but like, Ooh, it's low. Where it is trending is looking fantastic. Uh, and you got, what, 17 commits right now? I think when we enter June, they're probably going to be at 2021. Uh, it's probably going to be a bigger class than usual. I was writing about this week. I was like, man, I think Notre Dame's going to be stick around 23, 24. Probably not this year. It's probably going to go over 25, you know, up maybe up to 27. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a fun time to, to cover and follow. Notre Dame recruiting. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're going to put a pin in that because we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Um, just like we, So we're going to go back to that discussion. We're going to – sorry, Tim, I get to talk about it, but you don't. We're going to come back to it, I promise. And we're going to come back to talking a little bit more about the playoff thing. Uh, but uh, we are going to hear from one of our sponsors. I believe it is Augie. Um, so let me pull up Augie's – what's the website, folks? You know it. It's augieslockroom.com. Uh, and then I just get logged out of my email, which had the my, my precious ad read. So let me pull that back up. Everything's going to be okay, Singer. All right. Here we go. Let's talk about some Notre Dame memorabilia. And, of course, the place to go is Augie's Locker Room. Uh, has one-of-a-kind Rockney items, uh, exclusive Joe Montana-signed items, famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's replicas of the bronze statues around the stadium. Augie gets new stuff in all the time. If he doesn't have it in store, he's going to go find it for you. Uh, so head to Augie's Locker Room, new location. It's located at 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend, just down the street from Notre Dame. So if you're a local, if you're driving through, you're coming to town to whatever it may be you got to make time for Augie's Locker Room. So head to the website for more information, augieslockerroom.com. Give them a call during normal business hours, 574-277-6363. Augie's Locker Room, a.k.a. the place that got Mike Goolsby his jerseys that you'll see 
in Goolsby set up at his news house. So, um, yeah, Carberry says Argy's shop is killer right next to, uh, I, I, okay. I don't know really what you're talking about, but yes, it's, oh, oh, you're saying it's right next to the speedway. Okay. I didn't know exactly what you're saying. Uh, yes, it's, it's a fantastic place. So please go check out Augie's locker room and Augie's amazing. Uh, he, he, he's a great guy. Going back to the recruiting. I totally agree with Debbie here. All the kids who are three stars look like four, like, and like, on three, I know is doing their rankings update on Monday. So I'm knocking on wood that like, it's a, it's a positive update for, for Notre Dame, but I digress. Um, Tim, since we last spoke, there's been some coaching changes at Notre Dame, a lot of small kind of changes, not super, uh, wild, but you know, some, some notable things for sure. O'Leary to the chargers. I'm just going to list all of them, Tim, and I'm just going to give you the floor. So you got O'Leary to the chargers. Mike Mickens, it's not been like Notre Dame hasn't come out and said it like he's also coaching safeties, but I guess they kind of said he's just the defensive backs coach now, I guess. So he's going to be taking O'Leary's place as coaching the safeties. But my read on that is it's not like he's just coaching both of them by himself. They have grad assistants and whatnot, just like when um, Al Golden is the defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. Max Bola was basically the linebackers coach. He just didn't really have it in, in title, but now he does. Uh, so now Max Bulla officially is Notre Dame's linebackers coach. He took the opening on the assistant coaching staff uh, that O'Leary, um, you know, again, opened up. Al Golden reportedly got an extension. Bloomgold's report about that. That's great news. And um, Dylan McCullough um, got associate head coach added to his title. Um, so my read on the Golden and McCullough things, talk about this in the video this week at Blue and Gold, is – it's a nice pay bump for McCullough, who I was kind of worried about would go to the NFL um, after a second season in Notre Dame because he's just a tremendous coach. He's getting a nice pay raise, and then Golden as well. Um, and now Golden got a four-year extension, I believe it was what Bloom Gold reported. Now that doesn't mean that he's going to stay all four years, um, but you know if some school comes and poaches Notre Dame, then they're getting a nice little buyout um, payout there. But um, yeah. He's making more money. So, uh, and, and, you know, that extension on paper certainly looks good. So lots of information for you, Tim. What, what, what's your reaction on some of this stuff? Well, well, the first one is, you know, congratulations to Larry. I mean, going to the NFL is, is huge. I mean, it, it just is. Uh, he's almost gone last year. He's kind of falling into that Ravens pipeline when you look at it. And it all stems from, you know, Jesse Minter. Jesse Minter, you know, obviously what coached him ages ago at Indiana State, which is hilarious as a young coach. So they have obviously stayed in contact. And like I've said before on this on, on our shows, is coaching is all about who you know. And you got friends in the system, and when they get hired, you go with them and things of that nature. So that's basically how the Ravens thing started last year. They're looking for a coach, and Minter's like, you got to get this guy who obviously coached Kyle Hamilton. That's how that started. And now he's off to the Chargers and go coach with uh, Harbaugh and all those guys. Wish him well. My brother's a huge Charger fan, so I'm going to have to do some rooting for the Chargers, and uh, hopefully he gets a Super Bowl down the road. But uh, that that's big news. The Mickens, you know, everyone's all excited and all that. I'm telling you, though, O'Leary, lo losing him and just giving Mickens the DBs, he's never done it. And, if you know, I'm talking like at Cincinnati and Notre Dame, he's done a corners only. So my big thing on that is O'Leary was at Notre Dame for seven years, GA analyst, and obviously Freeman pulled him, just like Bola yeah. just got promoted. Mm -hmm. And Laronitis, by the way, got hired at 
Ohio yeah. State as a guy who moved up the system. You know, so so that's good to see for Bola getting hired in O'Leary. But who's going to be the those eyes on the back end? Notre Dame is in 99% of the time five and six DBs. So to have one guy do it, obviously you could say, well, Golden could help. Okay, well, yeah. Golden's open. But does that take away from what he has done the last well, couple of years? They, Tim. Or, hold on. Golden has had really good success, right? Because he has two DB coaches. You take one away, does that pull him away from doing what he's done at other parts? I don't know. So my big thing is, who is the GA? You mentioned that. Yeah. Are they going to be able to get someone maybe that they know, someone's worked with someone? And then a biggie, you know, we talked about this a hundred times is, man, they've got to find a way, you know, I mean, Golden's been around the block a thousand years. So is there not some old Al Golden guy that he has coached with to come in into Notre Dame and, and be a, an old vet analyst to help on that staff? I'm, I'm just throwing that out there because it seems like all the other big co- uh, programs have all these old ex-coaches. So can Golden get someone like that? Those are just things I've, I've thought about since O'Leary's left is, Who's filling that void of just being those experienced eyes? That, that, that's all I'm saying. O'Leary was there for seven years, knew the in, ins and outs at Notre Dame. I think replacing that, it's just one of those little hidden things no one's really talked about. But yeah. uh, Nickens is a hell of a football coach. There's no doubt about that. Managing, it's really five, let's be honest. Unless they have a, just a GA that coaches the nickels only. But they're in a base five DBs at all times. Yeah. Is that nickel working with Bola? Is there a grad assistant just assigned to that? You know what I mean? So it was just a couple of little inner workings the team needs to yeah. do this spring. That's yeah, all. I think you you probably you need a Max Bola, but for safeties, because you can make that same thing about like, well, if Golden is a linebackers coach really only in title, then who's helping Bola? It's like, you know, it's, it's Golden, it's Bola, you know, it's – it's the same thing for safeties. It's probably hired, the GA. Sure. It's going to be Mickens, Golden as well. Um, so, yeah, but they not, hired. Not, hold on, but they hired Laronitis specifically for that role. Max Bola. Don't forget, Max Bola spent the last three years with Nick Saban. So they hired him specifically, even though he's a GA, knowing he's going to be the linebacker coach. So I guess that's who, who's this year's Laronitis, yeah. Max Bola. Who's that? That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, who's that up and comer out there? They hire to be probably the safeties coach and behind the scenes. So that's going to be right. interesting to hear yeah. who that name is and learn about him. Because when Max Bullock got hired, it was like hell of a linebacker, great experience, you know, great, you know, great pedigree. Spent three years with Saban, so he was you know, obviously in the NFL with Mike Vrabel. So he, you know, he brought some some resume to his name, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah. So Notre Dame since what was Elijah Burris's commitment date? The tenth has earned three new commitments. So um, before I went on my vacation, Burris like writing his commitment stories like the last thing I did before I closed the laptop for a week. Uh, and then Notre Dame picked up um, Sean Terry just on Sunday. That one was a, a kind of a surprise. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And then Augustine, Matty Augustine, the offensive lineman, was just yesterday. We recorded that video talking about him after our last show, which would have been on February 7th. So you guys can go watch our February 7th show and then watch our Matty Augustine video. Be like, oh, they're wearing the same clothes. 
uh, and, and you know, Singer's got the same wallpaper on his. Uh, his we were computer. preparing, is all. We were preparing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we always, yeah, we always kind of prepare, and you know, I actually at that point wasn't. I didn't know he had. I don't think he had given the silent commitment to the staff like the next day or something. I just knew that there was a decent chance he committed soon, and I wanted to record that video. So we did not have a Elijah Burris video. I'd made one the day before he announced when I got and I kind of caught wind of it. Um, and then we did not do one on uh, Sean Terry because that the timing of that, you know, came about quicker than expected. And it was that Sunday, like I just got back from vacation, like within two hours, you know, of me being like back on and he commits. Um, and Tim, a lot of I got a ton of YouTube comments. We've never had this before in all the years we've been doing this. Everyone's like, where's the Sean Terry commitment? Video? Why? Where is Tim Hyde talking about Sean Terry? And I'm like. All right, well, we're we're gonna do it. I mean, I already planned on 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 uh, knocking down it. We tried to do it earlier this week, and um, yeah, we just gonna make the times work out. Um, so that's what we're gonna do right now. So if you guys see a video get posted on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel tomorrow, and it's talking about Elijah Burris and uh, um and Sean Terry, hit the thumbs up on it. But you don't need to watch it because you already did. You already <laughs> did right here. Um, so your boy's going to write down a timestamp so I know where to find it. Um, but yeah, we're basically just going to kind of run through, um, Sean Terry and Elijah Burgess and, uh, Burris, excuse me, he's saying Burgess, Burris and, um, talk about wide receivers. It is a fascinating positional recruitment group, I think, going forward. which we can talk about. We can talk yeah. about near the end. Yeah. Definitely. All right. All right. Let's do it. Notre Dame has picked up. Two new receiver commitments in the month of February. We're going to talk about it with Tim Hyde and I am Mike Singer. Uh, we're, we're going to go first, Tim, to Elijah Burris, the son of former uh, you know, the New York Giants and Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, you know, receiver Plexico Burris. Um, as a Miami Dolphins fan, I, you know, love Plexico Burris for, you know, that touchdown catch that he had to knock off Tim Hyde's Patriots. Um, from uh, to, to allow the Dolphins to be the only um, fully unbeaten team, but we we're, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Elijah Burris, um, six foot, one hundred seventy pounds. DePaul Catholic, we love um, you know the big New Jersey Catholic League ball, um, you know in the Garden State. So Burris, Tim, a player who really just popped up on the scene in January. He picked up an offer from uh, Duke in October, and then. You know, just really, I mean, I think Notre Dame was offer number four. Like all of the offers started coming in January. So uh, he gets his offer from Notre Dame, sets up a visit for January 20th, that junior day, and then commits to the Fighting Irish on the 10th. So we're going to pop on his tape. Tim, th this is a sleeper for the class. I really like him. I'm excited yeah. to see what you think about him. No, no, I agree. It's, it's you know, people obviously always just run to the, the, the ranking and say, oh, man, are they settling and whatnot? But then you watch him and you're like, this is a hell of a football player. He's really good. And I kind of like him. And obviously with Terry coming aboard, you got a new wide receiver coach, correct? It's kind of like last year with Joe Rudolph coming aboard. What's the first thing Joe did? Boom, went and got Anthony Knapp, a guy who'd been recruiting. The same thing's happening with uh, Brown, the wide receiver coach, going after some new guys that he knows about being out there at Wisconsin, obviously uh, Cincinnati for a while. But good look at football player. I. You know, you watch him, you know, you talked earlier about, you know, some, you know, some blue chip stuff and how Notre Dame's got a bunch of three stars in this class. But there's a bunch of these guys that are kind of get big bumps 
once the evaluations keep coming. I mean, you, I mean, look at that catch right there. Yeah. And then the league he plays in, Mike, we talk about Bergen Catholic on the screen just yes, there. That's a really good yes. team. We talk about the Jersey Catholics, the Cincinnati Catholics, the Trinity League in SoCal. These are very good football leagues, very fo good football recruiting areas for Notre Dame. So I like him. When I first watched his film, I'm like, it's the same thing. Man, what? Is there something others don't see or whatnot? Or, I mean, you know, people slip through the cracks at times. Dude. They just do. But where he's coming from, I like him. He's a lot faster yeah. than I thought. I mean, he's just, look at that. He's just a smooth looking, natural wide receiver that could catch, could run. Um, he's a hell of a pickup. And yeah. you know, people are disappointed and whatnot. I like him. And I remember, I know I posted on the message board, people were like, what's your comments? I'm like, I like the guy. I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with taking him because they're still recruiting some really good wide receivers. He can play at Notre Dame. I, yeah. there's, there's no doubt about that. The slipping through the cracks thing is so interesting because it's not like he's John Smith from, yeah. you know, Wyoming. It's just Plexico Burris' son, like a darn good NFL receiver. It's not like this kid's playing in some, you know, low-level league. I love uh, this New Jersey Catholic League. This is big time. Um, you know, you got like 17 of the Campanelli brothers, um, you know, in that state. I'm joking. There's not 17, but. You know, Vito Campanelli at Bergen, uh, you know, the, the, there's Campanelli that's been in the NFL for a while, and, the, and then the Campanelli at, at DePaul Catholic. So he's coached well, the lineage. I love him on tape. He's just like, Tim, so many of these receivers were like, oh, he's a field guy, he's a slot guy, he's a boundary guy. He is just a receiver. He is just a darn good, he's a, a route running technician. Um, he had told Kyle Kelly that he ran like, a, I think it was like a four five or a four six or something at Penn State last summer. Um, so the speed is pretty good. Like just all around the size is good. He's probably five eleven, six foot all around. He's one of my favorite players in this class. Just like overall, just like, I, I love watching his tape. Well, just the way he looks. I mean, let's just, I mean, he, he's got a body. He's got all, all, all the traits. When you watch him, he looks like an older, very confident football player. Just his mannerisms on film, the way he moves He's a smooth-looking dude. So I am, um, you know, people are a little upset, or oh, we lost this guy and that guy, or whatever. He could play. I mean, I, I truly, I truly believe that. Yeah. So he, you know, he's, he's, he's really nice, and just keeps going back to you. Just said it very well, coached. He's coming from excellent football, excellent yeah. coaches yeah. in that league. So he's going to come to Notre Dame and learning how to work, knowing how to work, watch film, practice habits. Well, I mean, it's just like getting Jaden Greathouse a year ago. Those things do matter when you go to a place like Notre Dame. And then Sean Terry from Southern Ohio committed to Notre Dame. 5'10", is it a, a listed at 165 pounds, another three-star. But um, he had a much more of a robust offer list, Tim. Um, you know, Michigan, USC, Penn State, Oregon. Uh, Notre Dame's really want, where he wanted to go. He got the offer while on campus for that January 20th junior day. Um, and... Uh, yeah, basically wanted to commit pretty soon after that. And, and uh, you know, here we are announcing his commitments um, just this past Sunday, February 18th. So his film, I think, had like Notre Dame fans more excited um, about him, despite him being a three-star, just because his film is just crazy. Uh, and, like his ball might not be very good. Um, I don't know Southern Ohio football, like where he's playing, like the tip down, like the tip of Ohio uh, on the south part of the state, but like 
Um, he's got speed for days, and he's also yeah. a lot of fun to watch. I, I love someone, um, you know, actually right here in the comments is, is talking about Peter Wark. Peter Wark's one of my favorite players, so I don't know if he's Peter Wark. If he's half of Peter Wark, Notre Dame got a great wide receiver. But, yeah, you watch his film, and it's like a video game. It's like he's playing pinball out there. Uh, he's bouncing all over the place. How many? I mean, God, Mike. I, I mean, since you and I have been doing this for a couple of years, I'm like, who's catching the bubble, right? Who's catching the bubble? Make a little juke move and go. This guy does this like 6,200 times on this film. So, yeah, it. I mean, who, who knows about the the film and whatnot? It's his ability. The fact that he could run, cut, plant, accelerate. Yeah, this kid's got a lot of skills. I don't care if he plays in the lowest level, the highest level, six-man football, three-on-three on the court. It does, he's got skills. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, a, he's got ball skills. And those are – I mean, there's some, I mean, there's some years that Notre Dame just signs certain types of wide receivers and whatnot that are going to catch – you know, you always know I like to say the curls and the outs and <laughs> things of that nature. But, man, you put on playoff football. You put on – big time and it's just that dude that could catch the hitch yeah and go Notre Dame has not had those dudes in a long time and I think he brings a skill set that really hasn't been I mean we saw this year with Faison with Faison kind of started to have that as a guy that could run by people be a little gadget type guy so really excited about him Uh, once again a new offer new wide receiver coach he was on him when he was at Wisconsin correct so um, had film on him, evaluated him, gets hired. Notre Dame starts getting into recruiting for 2025, and boom, you got two new offers, two commits that were not on the board six weeks ago, eight weeks yeah. ago. Heck, weren't even on the board, Mike Pot of Gold Day. Right. We'll, we'll get into that down the road when that comes next month. So uh, a constant evaluation from this coaching staff. Yeah, ton of fun. Love watching Sean Terry's tape. And I think, again, two really good commits – um, for Notre Dame to start the class. And then I do like Notre Dame to land Jerome Bettis. Um, and, uh, you know, I still like where the Irish are at for Derek Meadows out of Las Vegas, that big-bodied receiver. Uh, and, you know, they're not stopping there. You know, I think they could end up taking up to five. Like Raiden Vines Bright has two visits set up to Notre Dame. He's coming, uh, was it in, in March or early April? I can't remember. Uh, and, and then in June as well for his official. So uh, Notre Dame could take, up to their the original number was three in a transfer is what I was told. Now it might I don't know if they would still bring in a transfer if they had five high school guys, but it could be up to five high school receivers. Um, we'll we'll see. It's it's very much not set in stone, um, but uh, yeah, very appra- impressive. Um, you know, receiver recruiting I would say so far for for Mike. At least I I've been impressed him. Well, yeah. Well, if you get five, Mike, then you got five. You got what three last year? Um, obviously, Faison, KK Smith. You know, we'll see him this year. What he does, great house. Uh, does that you know? Then you got Thomas and Colsey are eligible for fifth years. The odds of them maybe grad transferring or moving on is probably high. Who knows? But if you take five, and there's no transfers, which the odds of that are slim to none uh, between the last few classes. I mean take a transfer so that means that means you better make sure six or seven of these dudes are ready to roll in 2025 because Notre Dame has obviously been able to you know they got a great group of transfers coming in this year but um 
that may limit them. And that's something I'm curious not that he's coming on the show to talk to him and ask him about it, but it's like, what's Freeman's philosophy of just recruit. If you can get five, take it. Or do you just be like, let's take four, leave a spot to go find a Bo Collins, leave a spot to go find, you know, Mitchell, a speed dog out of the Sun Belt or whatnot as a fifth year guy moving forward. So that's, that's an interesting conversation. I know that the staff's having of numbers, roster management as they prep for next season. Because even though it's 2024, you're always planning a year down the road with, uh, you know, your classes. And you're probably always talking to kids, as we know, in this day and age, man. Anyone can leave at a blink of an eye now. Okay. All right. Good work, Tim. Good blurb. I'm, I'm excited about receiver recruiting. I think it's in a really good spot. Um, this it's- class just it, – it feels different to me because I feel like the vibe is – at a lot of these positions, they're hitting their mark of the guys they wanted to take when it started. And then it's just like, well, this guy's too good to pass up. This guy's too big. Like three offensive linemen, for example. That's what they wanted. Jack Lang. You tell me they're not going to get Jack Lang. They got two safeties like they wanted. You're not going to take Jadon Blair? Like they got, they're in the mix for a lot of good cornerbacks still. Like they take Devin Williams, Ivan Taylor, and Mark. You know, how many linebackers could they take? Like, if they get Saka, let's just say Saka commits right now. You take Saka and then Nathaniel Usubuotang. So it just it, it continues on. It's like each position is just like how many can they take? Um, and that's a good problem to have. Now, a lot of Notre Dame fans on the message board just like, well, take them all. It's like you just take them all and figure it out later. I love that. But like at some point, like there is a real scholarship numbers game. It, 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 this isn't, um, you know, Madden or, or, you know, NCAA football 25 or, you know, so it's not a video game. Like this is, you actually got to, there's someone who has to figure it out now as well as later, but. Um, well, yeah. well, 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 let me throw this out then for a few seconds for people to chime in on as well and whatnot. Um, do you, do you, you go into recruiting in this day and age, Mike, just expecting you're going to have a handful of transfers. So if you sign a class of 25, 26, obviously some of those are going to, I mean, do you say, I guess what I'm trying to say is do you save spots, Mike, for portal guys, mm-hmm. older guys? Cause yeah. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I mean, I'll be brutally honest. DN safety are kind of limited really until yeah. Until we see if these guys Freeman and uh, is signed are guys right now, they're going with older guys, transfer guys. Do you do you constantly have that in mind? So, man, if they, I mean, I, I made a list today because your comment today on the message board as you woke up a little too excited, as you said, was can it be a top five class right now? No, because no. they have a billion three stars, but some will move up. Heck, there may be a couple four stars that moved down, as we saw with Peter Jones and Jack Larson last year. But if they, I mean, there's still some heavy, heavy hitters, as you mentioned. Can they get Blair away from, you know, Penn State, so to speak, who's probably their favorite? Can they get, I mean, they got five elite linebackers technically on the board. You get two of them, or really one of them, who's a top 100 guy, you move up. The core, I forgot about it. Mike. I just really, I totally forgot about Devin Williams. Holy moly, out of Georgia. I'm like, boom, slipped my mind because 
they're recruiting the the golden kid out of Tampa, who's a stud, top 100 football player. But if you get Devin Williams, Golden Blair, to go along with obviously Deuce, Knight, Zachary, don't forget others. about Zachary. Yeah, Zach, yeah, Zachary, yeah, Zachary's definitely a blue chip guy. But I'm talking top 100 type guys. They get the Mikhail, the great linebacker out of SoCal, who's going to be all the USC guys think he's going there. So they thought they said that about Asa as well a year ago. So we'll see. But all of a sudden you could, you're getting five, six, seven top 100 guys potentially to rally late and get a hell of a class, you know? Okay. So in that board post, you know what? Hell, let me pull it up. Yeah, it was it was fun because I actually right, just because I said I just kind of wrote down like if you get some of these guys who, as you know, they're all visiting Notre Dame. It's not like they're begging them to visit; they're right. setting up visits. So, so this is, is kind of what I was saying. I was like, yeah, this might be an early hype thing and something we say every like this. Is this something like we we kind of say this every cycle, right? Like, oh man, this time of the year. Uh, is this the is this the one but for whatever reason 25 to me just feels like they're not in the just in the mix i feel like they're leading for a lot of these guys too so um yeah i, I don't know so we'll we'll see we'll see it, it you know it might be like a you know fool me once shame on you fool me the fifth time it's my fault you know but, but we'll see. This this one just feels a little bit different. No, 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 you're right. But there's so many guys that I mean, there's some dudes that you know the the safety. Oh my god, I totally blank that they have committed out of Connecticut. Love that. Guy. Oh, Ethan Long. Ethan Long. Uh, absolutely love that guy. Um, that's a blue jay. He's a four star. He's got to move up. There's no doubt about. It. Jack Lang is going to blow up um, even more so with all the offers he has. He's he's been one of those guys in the backyard and all of a sudden, holy crap, all these guys are like, look at this guy. So he's a top 100 talent. Strebig's a top 100 talent. So there's a legitimate shot, Mike. Knock on wood. Man, it it can happen if they close on these guys, if they just yeah. keep that mojo going. But the good thing is they all of these guys that you've talked about on the message board, written articles about you and Kyle, Kat Kelly, they're visiting. They're setting up visits. So these aren't just pie in the sky uh, guys that you're chatting about. So that's what's exciting. Right. Right. Okay. Um, there's one other thing. I uh, wanted to, to kind of go through again and look at the club. Oh, I. Uh, oh, didn't mean to pop this up on the screen, but since it's <laughs> since it's here, one thing that since I do have an audience to talk about this. This is, you, you, you know, the term, you know, the, the hill to die on. This is one hill that I am willing to die on. And there are, I mean, it's at every one of the big, you know, recruiting websites, you know, in terms of the rivals, the ESPN, or not ESPN, in terms of like recruiting predictions, rivals, 247 on three, the writers who, when, here, here, so here's what I tweeted, right? I quote tweeted what I put out on August 28th, 2023, which was predictions I'd put in the week before for Notre Dame to land Matty Augustine and Owen Strebig, right? I predicted back in August for Notre Dame to land these two. So I was scrolling on uh, a social media, some reels the other day, and uh, Peter Schrager was like, 
this was something I had never thought of before. Peter Schrager said something to the effect of uh, because he had picked like four straight years the correct Super Bowl pairings. And he said on this video, he was like, to paraphrase, pat yourself on the back publicly because no one else is going to do it for you. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna take his advice. These were damn good picks right here. And I also predicted in August Mark Zachary to Notre Dame, which I love right now. Jerome Bettis to Notre Dame, which I love right now. Uh, obviously, Strebig and Augustine, Ethan Long, Daniel Anderson. Um, uh, there's a couple more. Um, you know, you can find that. You just search Mike Singer expert predictions. You'll find it all. Uh, I did pick Barrett Bachmeyer, but uh, we don't need to talk about that. That's a different story for a different day. I, I'd do that pick over again, uh, given the you know the status of that and the context at the time. But that's that's neither here nor there. But what we have to stop doing as an industry is when you know that a kid is a silent commitment to a school, like you damn well know as a reporter that that kid has told this coaching staff, whether it's the school you cover or let's say Matty Augustine committed to Michigan uh, silently and he's announcing it the next week or the week after, and I know it, and then I put in a prediction for Michigan, That's I think that's wrong. It's not a prediction at that point. Then you already know it freaking happened. The kid already gave the silent commitment. What prediction? This, this that's on the screen, that's a prediction. That was like six months ago, right? But if you know that it's, 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 it's not that you, you know, it's going to happen. Like some commitments I'll do is like, all right, I know this is kind of happening. It's still in the process, but if it already happened, but it's just not public, that's just spoiling the news, especially if the kid puts out a commitment date. If Maddie Augustine says on February 10th or something, I don't remember what it was. Hey, I'm committing on the 20th. And then you put in a prediction. What's the difference between just like, how, how is that not just spoiling the commitment, Tim? So it just really pisses me off. And there are so many writers who I think do like who, who do this. And it it it, it just it, it it just ticks me off, and it's been ticking me off for years. And now I'm like, you know what, man? I'm just gonna let it loose. Um, so uh, I I I think we need to normalize like just doing it when it's an actual prediction. There's no crystal. You're not looking into a crystal ball and making a prediction. If it, there's not actually a crystal ball you're looking into, right? Because it's already happened. It's already a silent commitment. So rant over. Yeah. So you're saying the kid visits on Saturday. He posts the next day. I'm going to be committing next week. Hey, I got a crystal ball for Notre Dame. Whoa. Thanks, rocket scientist. Yeah. So, but look, look. Hey, but by the way, by the way, I'm telling you, my favorite one of all time is the is when uh, Kingston also when you did that one you did that one like eight months I'll, I'll never forget that i texted you i was like right you know because i don't bug you all the time when uh that one i did i'm like is this correct and you're like the staff feels it and the staff's going after him they're gonna get him and i was like it was like eight months prior i was like all right i'm not saying anything i just sat back like wow. you didn't think it was gonna happen and it did and no, i didn't i didn't feel I, great I, about it happening either like a yeah. week before he announced or something like maybe two right. weeks but i I thought it was gonna be Ohio State too. One of my buddies, uh, Notre Dame, was nervous as hell about it. I told my buddy who works in the SC offices there, and he was like, "Oh hell no, hell no, he's all SC." I'm like, "All right, 
he said about Manti as well. So we'll see. That's what they're that's what they're already predicting with those SoCal backers at Notre Dame's recruiting. So Do you, he, I'll give you one, Tim. Here's my favorite. Here's something that no one's ever asked me. What's your favorite prediction you've ever done in your career, Mike? I'll tell you it right here. And it's not a high-profile recruit, so no one's going to talk about it. Peter Jones, okay? I put in a prediction three days before he, he even got the offer. Look at that. So he got his offer on Pot of Gold. So this was March 14th of 2022. He got his he didn't even have his offer yet. He got his offer three days later and then committed five months later. And there was already a, a prediction for him to land at Penn State at that yeah. time that I logged the prediction. Because his whole family is like Penn State fans and alums yeah. or something. So that's my favorite one of all time. I'm sorry if I feel braggy and, and douchey tonight. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just we're 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 cooking tonight. Um, so I thought you were go. gonna pull up. I thought you were gonna pull up an old Oregon State prediction. No, 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 no. So, okay, <laughs> no, no so. day. There, yeah, it, it's an interesting. Uh, I mean, you're in the business, so it's like it's, yeah, you, it is you, what you, it is. But, but you know, but it is annoying. Yeah, you, know, you go on Twitter and you see people put those in. I'm like, you know, damn well where he's going. And it's like, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm 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 a big fan of that. If you're gonna make a prediction, do it now. Go out there. Yeah, it's Go a prediction. And you have it, and you don't do it with all of them, but you know, but there's still a few. It's like boom. Go predict. Go let me know. I yeah. want to know. I want to see it in writing. Put it out there six months prior and see what happens. You did it with Jason Moore, but that was I, you know what. Fans. You know what, Tim? It's okay to lose them. That's I'm okay. I'm okay missing. And you know what I don't want? I like people are in the comments. Dennis is saying, "Good job, Mike." If I get a prediction wrong, you can give me crap. It's a prediction. my friends. Give me some shit for it. Like I don't want to like get patted on the back if I'm right on a prediction, and then you have you defend me if I'm wrong. Like I don't like no. Like you can, you can yeah. like give me some crap. Be like, dang, singer, you missed this one. I predicted Bear Bachmeyer, and it ended up being Deuce Knight. And I had people being like, oh, Mike, you can only do with what you know. I'm like, I appreciate it, but I will take the heat, you know, like, it, you know, again, I would do that pick again, um, you know, given the, the circumstance. Um, but uh, I was wrong. It was wrong. That's right. That's right. The whole bear deuce thing happened like quick. It, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A quick deuce happened. So there you go. Sometimes you, you eat the wrong food, right, Mike? But uh, no, the whole the bear in the deuce. How are we talking about that, right? But uh, yeah, you're right. That thing that out that all of that happened real quick. It did. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the you know the bear happening there. So did he just commit to Stanford? Is he did. He yeah, did. Yeah, his brother's bear. His brother's name's Tiger. Yeah, he's a hell of a football player. I love that. He's good. I like him. I like him. He's a, he's a good player. So, <laughs> oh man, the YouTube comments is killing me. Carberry says, "I see Mike Moore as a vapor." Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> give me a, give me a Jack and Coke, and I'm uh, I'm good. But, um, yeah. So, I just looking at the the headline of the video. So, 2025 class outlook. We kind of talked about that. We talked about the new commits. We talked about the coaching changes. The only other thing, Tim, was the playoff format. And with regards to like Notre Dame. Um, this is something we've talked about. I mean, obviously, we've talked about it before, but sure. you we are in agreement. Like we like the format for 
for Notre Dame. Like, well, no mean, issues with it. Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm a simpleton. It's like win the damn games. I mean, it. it there's really nothing. There's no hidden agenda. It's, I was listening to, um, oh my god, you know, one of the national podcasts. I was heading over here to my mother-in-law's place tonight, and they were talking about, oh, you know, sometimes Notre. It's like Notre Dame, and you know, it's not a privilege. Whether the guy said something stupid, like it, it's no carve-outs or anything. It's like you still have to win. It's technically, it's technically the same rules as Notre Dame trying to get to a BCS game or a. Uh, you know, the big bowl games, the New Year's Six games, it's the same thing. You got to win your damn way to get into there. So there's no, no, you know, they always say, and and that's a, you know, as a Notre Dame fan, it kind of annoys me sometimes when they put, well, it's the, you know, group of, or the power five, including Notre Dame, just say whatever. Every time they put Notre Dame in there, that's the thing that the idiots in other parts of the country, excuse me, that just say, oh my God, Notre Dame's getting a, uh, a waiver they're getting in. This ain't the 19, you know, 94 season where they go six, five, and one and go to the Fiesta Bowl because they're Notre Dame. You still have to win for crying out loud. So, and I want to go back and I keep saying from Davey to now 97 to 23, Notre Dame's only, if there was a 12 game play, 12 team playoff, this giant period of time, 30 years, Notre Dame's only in the damn thing seven times. So it's like they only have a home game a couple times. I think they had, they would add a home game in um, 05, obviously 12, 18, 20. And they're on the borderline in 15. They're 8-9. So Notre Dame only has two undefeated teams. So you got twice they would have been top four, meaning they get the five seed. It's like this is not something where Notre, you know, you know, people think Notre Dame are getting carved out. You still got to win the damn games. Yeah. If you're 12 and 0, we talk about 12 and 0, 11 and 1, they're in. If you're 10 and 2, you put your you I mean, you're in the hands of the committee. You just are. There's going to be some 10 and 2 teams that make it like 2015 and some like in 2000 uh 2019, 19, yeah. Or you don't. Got shellacked by and, Michigan, yeah. Yes. And then there's going to be uh Mike Goolsby's year in 02. They finished, I want to say, 11th in the final AP poll. So technically, they're in the hands of the committee. Yeah. They got their butts kicked by SC at the end. The Which, same thing with Harley Weiss in 06. Got yeah. your butt kicked twice by Michigan and USC to close the season. You're on the whims of the committee. And personally, 02, 06, they probably don't make it. So yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, my, my take on it is the same. If you go 10-2, and two, Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Don't be upset if you don't make it. Like, even if it's like, man, we should have been in. This team snuck in above. Just be upset that your team went 10 and 2 and not. Yeah. You, at that point, you're putting it in the committee's hands and it's a coin flip or something. So that's, that's at least how I feel about it. Um, I'm sure that that will fall on deaf ears, but um, still. Because so. that's it. Well, that's the thing, real quick. People are like, well, we're 10 and 2. We're in. No, you're not. I'm going to tell you right now, those power conferences. Are gonna fight like hell. They're gonna gobble up spots. You go nine and three in the SEC with the guys that they have to play. Especially, I think next year they're gonna go to uh, the nine game uh, schedule. So if you're going nine and three, Mike, they're going to take nine and three teams out of the SEC. They just oh, are. Okay, that would be interesting. They're gonna, they're gonna they're beating the hell out of each other. Yeah, it's going to happen. And that'll be interesting. And so. that's why I mean, there's going to be some years where Notre Dame's ten and two, 
and Auburn. I'm just throwing Auburn out. I don't know yeah. why. It's nine and three, but they beat a top ten, lost to a top ten. Feel you know it's going to be yeah. crazy. Just recruit your butts off Notre Dame, coach your butts off Notre Dame, and you, and then get the damn playoffs. This is this is why I'm saying, if you're ten and two, and your hands are in the committee, you're probably going to be one and done anyway. So. Yeah, it's great experience, so to speak. But I mean, you got to build. You got to build a roster moving forward to withstand a game every single week. That's that's, that's what it is. Yeah, and those, you know those those monster teams down south, and there's going to be some in the in the darn Big Ten that just load up. So, but I think Notre Dame's going there. I think behind the scenes, as you know, they're their recruiting office budgets get bigger. Their bodies are getting better. You know, bodies isn't helping. They hired a new person I saw on Twitter just a couple of weeks ago, another hand in the recruiting office I saw online. So um, you just got to get there, man. It's been so yeah. damn long. It's been, it's been so damn long. And I think that's been some of the other conversations of, you know, where, you know, is Notre Dame relevant? Yeah, they are. But you got to win the damn football games to make yourself even more. Yeah. Strong. My my statement, last time I spoke, I might be backing off that already based on what you were just telling me. What's that? That if you go 10-2, and two, it's in the committee's hands. You got nothing to be – well, if that Auburn – you know. I'm telling you. If, if, if Notre Dame had a situation where they beat a top-10 team and then lost a couple of tight games against good teams, and that, then they – that – but if it was 10-2 with cool. this schedule, if it's 10-2 with this schedule and they don't get in, don't talk to me. Because yeah, you I don't agree. belong in with this year's schedule, um, but if there's more difficult schedules down the line, well, know, that's why I like this year ends up being a maybe it ends up being a better schedule than we think, which is a point I've made before. But um, yeah, I don't know. Well, It'll be interesting. Well, that's why I like to use the. I mean, Notre Dame's got recent ten and two in 2015. Lost on the last play to Clemson. Lost on the last play to Stanford. Two ranked teams on the road. Notre Dame is probably going to be an eight seed. At ten and two, getting a home game, 2019, bam! You you know you lose you know the to the two you know really the only two teams you played all darn year, Michigan and Georgia. You're yeah. ten and two, and they finished 14th in the final uh, AP poll. You know after the conference title games, and like you said, you got your butt kicked at times, and you didn't, and, and the schedule didn't work itself out for you to, yeah, be a ten and two worthy team like like they were. Like they were in 2005 in Weiss's first year. They were nine and two. And they finished fifth or sixth, I believe, in the eight final AP poll. So that was a worthy team that lost to Michigan State in overtime and obviously SC on the Bush push. That was a damn good football team, yeah. just as 2015 was. So there's going to be some of those. But I'm telling you, I don't care what anyone says. If they're 10 and two this year, Mike. Yeah, they should probably shouldn't. Yeah, and we'll yeah, and we'll get into the schedule breakdowns. I definitely want to get into that here in the next week or two. But uh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, don't be complaining because your butt's going to the Gator Bowl, so it's uh, pretty easy. Figure that out. Yeah. Well, I think they'll make it to playoff this year. I, I my my prediction right now is eleven to one and make make playoff. So, um, yeah, you get that five seed. You, you have some team come to South Bend and play a football game in December. That just sounds amazing. Bring Florida. Have Florida sneak into the twelve or something, and uh, and, and have them go up. The, that'd be awesome. Someone come up there and freeze. 
And I was talking about this last night with some Notre Dame fans, like ESPN calling a Notre Dame game inside Notre Dame Stadium. Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently, that's never happened before. I never even yeah. thought about that. Yeah. And, like, going back past even you know, uh, what we all can remember, you know, going when TV's black and white. like CBS and ABC. Always CBS and ABC. Yeah. Back in those – during the whole years, obviously, during the era. all Yeah, you're right. All that stuff. So there was no oh. ESPN. There's no as they as they bash Notre Dame on their TV shows, but if they got that home playoff games, they're going to be ah, cheering like crazy. Which is fascinating. Did ESPN Game Day come to South Bend twice this year for crying out loud? So well, if they don't matter, you're it's in Stephen A. Smith with the entire operation at ESPN, right? That, that you know. It's a clown. That happens to me a lot when my colleagues do things, and then I get lumped into it because we have the same employer. It's like, come on, these people don't speak for me; they'll speak for Blue and Gold, you know. So I know, I know. but that's the thing. That. You there and you go on and you read the social media news. And you just want to. You just. I'm one of those guys. I like to go on there and just see what's happening, especially the NFL draft stuff. Uh, mm. Alt was on a really cool podcast, so there's some clips out there with him out there. And no, I got this clown, Stephen A. Talking, you know, all on on my feet. I'm like, what? So I'm I'm hitting delete. I don't want to hear this crap no more. So hopefully my algorithm has uh, been worked on from there. But uh, other than that, I you know what? I think Joe Walt owes me a phone call. I was supposed to do a phone interview with Joe Walt about a month or go, month or so ago. I think he owes me a phone call. I've hyped that man up a lot. Oh, we get him on here. Oh, get him on the show. Oh, look at him on the show. He's Mike. He's a pro. He's I've seen. Oh, him I before. know. I know the restrictions are lifted for me to interview him. So maybe, oh, yeah. all right, maybe I'll pass up the phone interview and say, Joe, can you come on my YouTube show? Are you giving me the fan? And if you're like, eh, you know, I don't know. I'll just say, say, you know what, you know what, Joe, I want you to search on Twitter hashtag Joe Alt Fan Club. Search it by latest and scroll all the way down, Joe, and see it go to 2021 when you were wearing number 45. And I think, you know, I think we'll, uh, we'll let hop on the show. I'll send him some. I'm, I'm joking. So I'll send you know, him some post games where uh, our live shows where I'm just saying how much fun it is to watch this guy just demolish people. So, no, 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 Mike. We're getting his butt on here. All so. right. All right. I'm going to make a note. Tomorrow morning, I'm gonna text. Gonna text Joe Walt. So talk, hopefully, uh, talk to the fans talk about the process of getting ready for the NFL and and all we'll these see. guys. All these guys would love to talk with him, no doubt about it. Yeah, we'll see if we can uh, make that happen. So uh, maybe be on the lookout for the next next Wednesday, the twenty eighth. Um. So yeah, great show. Uh, folks, if you've not done so yet, please hit the thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. Of course, Blue and Gold is your home for all things Notre Dame football and recruiting coverage. And our offer is uh, $1 for two months when you use the promo code UND1. So please do check that out over at blueandgold.com. Tim, great show today. Had a lot of fun. Uh, the therapy here was fantastic, like I said at the top of the show. Um, so uh, really appreciate you, Tim. Uh, Notre Dame fans, thank you as well. Enjoy the rest of your night um, or day if you're watching this back or listening via podcast. So thank you all, folks. And as always, we will catch you next time.